I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with episode 54. Got Ben in the house as always. 54, bro. 54, man. They just keep being mine. Be in mind. So I guess our 10 minutes is a week. Yeah. We got to improve on that. I've thought about breaking it down into two episodes. I think minutes. so too. No, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hit y'all with another hour. So you can hear me yeah. rant and talk nonsense. I don't know why anybody ever listens to me. Why does anybody ever? Why do you listen? Start, to start to see people like tweet <laughs> online and like they're going through old episodes and it's just like, man, this is kind of weird. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, um, because you could have said some shit back then that. Both of us, e- yeah. even even weekly, like there's still stuff that I'll slip up on or that I misunderstand. I'm hundred, yeah. Um, and that's just one of those things. Like even uh, the the Fountain App uh, podcast yep. we did, he he had mentioned, um, you know, podcasting is so cool because like you're learning as other people learn. You're learning yeah. as they learn. Well, I don't um, think anybody ever pays attention to show note descriptions. Yeah. But if you head on over to talking a bit since the very beginning, it was show notes are there. You're gonna you, you come along this journey with us. We're learning this thing just like y'all. Once again. I appreciate y'all's support. We're seeing it. We appreciate the people. Um, but do your own homework. We're just here to have fun. We're Don't just trust, here to talk shit. Verify. verify this information. We're enthusiasts just like y'all are if y'all listen to the show. Uh, but yeah, man, we just keep mining them. I think, I don't think I, we should chop them in half. I think we should just do a whole nother hour. Let's do it. I mean, shit, we could talk about days for this stuff or whatever. So we'll keep y'all in tune. We also got something else that we thought about probably a few days ago, whatever. It's not really fleshed out yet, but it's something that's going to be super exciting for the show uh, coming soon. Yes, sir. Right? So a combination of guests and a combination of y'all being the guest. That's a little hint at what's to come, but talking in bits, moving fast, growing fast. Um, I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, that's one. We got LC Hado on. Uh, I usually don't say who the guest is until they come on, but we got LC, man. And I, I personally met LC as not only just one of the plebs on, on Bitcoin, you know, mm memeing his way away and stuff like that but he actually reached out to me and we were kind of like starting mining at the same time so we kind of oh, cool. you know met the same people ronin tarantula uh and we were in that like small circle i guess of mm-hmm. pleb miners so that's why i met lc but then i noticed that lc took off in the space and we'll talk about this in a little bit i don't want to really give the whole but he's uh he's fantastic at memeing yeah and we yeah. know that in bitcoin memeing is it's huge absolutely so I, i'm excited about him uh, what do you think about memeing before we get into that conversation, man? Memeing is powerful. Even outside of Bitcoin, it's like the reason <laughs> Facebook and all these, you know, companies are trying to develop AI to scan your memes is because yeah. they want to censor that crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's a scary time because you can literally, like, meme information that makes it through the radar. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I think it's just that old, like, um, picture, thousand words or whatever. I don't yeah. know exactly what it is, paraphrasing it, but, like, yeah, you can encapsulate a lot of information on something there. Mm-hmm. And just like the comedy genre, mm-hmm. if, the, it, if it's funny, it yeah, sticks. Yeah, on the comedy end, it's yeah. hilarious, bro. <laughs> even even the face swaps. Like someone uh, yeah. commented on my Facebook and they I posted a picture and they're like, okay, Ben Dwayne Johnson. And um, 
So give, me, I, I, give me more. What do you mean? Now, like I posted a picture of me. I was in a blazer and, and like I've posted stuff of like The Rock with a face swap on me before. And yeah. people say that like we, we resemble each other. We're going to have to put the links in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll put link, links in the show notes. Yeah, links in the show um, Remind me too. But <laughs> yeah, so I just, I used the Reface app, right? And I took a picture of The Rock laughing and then I put my face on it. But like that's a GIF. Yeah. It could also be used as like a meme. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and, and like, I don't know, they can do so much. They make people laugh. They can share, you know, important information. Um, but like when they're funny, they go viral and it's like, everybody is on those. I mean, you got someone like Elon Musk, who's, you know, Lord of the memes, um, because he understands how powerful memeing is as a communication, even, uh, the Tinder swindler, you know what I mean? The Tinder swindler goes viral on Netflix. Have you watched it? The, the Tinder swindler? No, I did not have watched that. Okay, cool. So I apologize. I'm handling our guests. No, no, no. Uh, the Tinder swindler. I, mean, I haven't any, seen it yet. Anytime, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Yeah, okay. I'll just say in general, like Netflix shows or, you know, whatever, even Super Bowl or, or whatever it is. Like even, yeah, the Super Bowl with OBJ. OBJ's on a sideline crying like a little, I'm not going to say girl, but he's just crying. He's, he's very, very upset, as you see. And people start memeing OBJ and it's just like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh, upset at the injury. Because I, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. crying at the end and I'm just like, well-deserved. Yeah. No, he, he well-deserved for yeah, sure. Yeah. He was crying the whole time. I would too, right? You just got injured and you're out of the Super Bowl. Well, that hurts. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um. Or or as soon as I saw Fifty Upside Down, I was like, "Ooh, the memes." The inflation meme is hilarious. Yeah, I, I must say, it's uh, good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> He's over here like, it's good. It's good. <laughs> "Oh, damn, man! How we go?" Like, I felt old because those yeah. I looked up to these people, man. Yeah. But Fifty didn't. Well, you would argue that he got more diesel and and. For, he, he's not that far off from what he was. Yeah, I don't think it's fat. That's the yeah, thing. Like to me, like, it's like this is an individual that like. Historically, he, at least, he, is, is it scruffing it up. Do you like, think he was juicing back then? Juicing? Yeah. I think a lot of people. I feel like he was. No, back then though, like when he did sure. the Get Rich or Die Trying, like he was. Like I remember I seeing him. Know. Like yo, maybe a, 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 See, a combination of like baby oil and good lighting. <laughs> like, you gotta <laughs> add fantastic that lighting. Yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> um, I don't know if he was that jacked. He was more lean. So okay, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say, um, I give most people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Unfortunately, but like it's hard work. You should get. You should get credit for looking good. Facts. Yeah. No, I think he put in the work. I just yeah. remember being a teen and being like, yo, he's jacked. He is jacked. Like, he I wouldn't want to run into him yeah, yeah. anywhere. But anyway, upside so, down, heavier 50. Yeah. That's a risk, man. That you could have lost a lot of money up there. He could have landed on that <laughs> up, neck. Up that insurance policy, man. Yeah. Uh, before we, we go into it, what do you think about that Super Bowl show? I mean, once again, I just felt old, but I was with it. I was with I it. I loved I, all I, those I was, songs. Yeah, no, it was man. solid. It was solid. I yeah. um. They hyped it up. Though. I enjoyed it. They hyped it up, of course. Yeah. Um. I did. I don't know if I sent it to you, but they did a remake where Dre's on the piano. Yeah. And they <laughs> they play uh the Avril Lavigne the. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's Avril Lavigne, but I know who you're talking uh, about. Whoever yeah, it yeah, was. yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll send that to you. We'll put I, it in the show. I also Hilarious. saw a uh, you know like the the Pawn Stars meme or whatever. I see. Uh, where like the dude is like uh you know uh. We're at, uh, how about a holographic Tupac? Oh, yeah, yeah. The best we could do is like Kendrick Lamar or something like that. <laughs> I love Kendrick, by the way. But that. yeah, but listen, but, but when Kendrick came on and, you know, my daughter, my younger daughter was obviously like watching me, like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, that's it, man. Like, that's my music. That's mm. like, uh, so I enjoyed yeah. it heavily, maybe more than I should have. But yeah. Um, and I do think it was overhyped. But the, you got to sell it. I, but you know that was the first year I think of that whole Jay Z yeah. the culture coming into. So I, I'm with it. I like it. Um, I saw I also saw a lot of the memes of like the conservative dudes that hated it or whatever. Like they're like oh the, all the people that hated the Super Bowl show. And it was just a dude with glasses, sunglasses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I thought that yeah. memeing the concept yeah. is memeing is yeah. just to be able to like trigger things without saying a word. I mean but even even drop the, this and go the Karen post. You know what I mean? The yeah. Karen, it's like 
triggered. So drop it and go, yeah. drop it and go. And then like, I mean, you'll get shit for it because people see you drop it. But uh, maybe Elsie will give a little bit of light on that. Let's see where Elsie's at on his status or whatever. All right. LC's going to make me go on Telegram. All right, let's see. Yeah, man, Super Bowl. How about that game, bro? You think it was fixed? Really? You think it was fixed at all? No, 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 I I don't, but I want to hear your your reasoning. (laughs) So this is the second year in a row that the NFL coincidentally has the Super Bowl in the home team's place. Like last year it was in Tampa. So Buccaneers got a home court advantage, home field advantage, and now it's the same thing with the LA Rams this year. And I mean that. I don't know if you you obviously saw it, but that touchdown that they the uh, Rams scored, it was like a, a full on face mask. Yeah, there was a uh, see, but to, I, I guess with the uh, with referees, like, yeah. I, like, like my argument is the same when I have for basketball. Like, how do you mm. rig these? Okay, things? so so yeah, so I went to L.A. right, and we were with some NBA folks, right? Yep. Um. And I was talking with a friend who's with them a lot, and we talked all about point shaving. We yeah. talked all about fixing games, and we talked about ring and stuff. And I'm like, if I know that a certain NBA team is up until seven in the morning, and they're drinking, drinking, smoking like all night, like yeah, um, I'm gonna bet against them. You know what I mean? And, and so the game that I watched, there was a three point spread. So if the team that I think is going to lose loses by more than four like you're in the money you're going to make money at that point yeah um yeah, sad and then there's you know stuff with referees like you remember in the Allen Iverson days like they were calling carry on Iverson like purposely they were fixing games back then with with I one didn't of the know all that stuff I yeah. mean I know I had an idea that's happening but yeah. I didn't know the details like yeah you just bro said that. There, there was a big scandal with uh, a lot of the refs is it still happening I mean bro. all right so so should I not watch these games no, they're still entertaining they're right. still fun right. I thought it was great all yeah right. no they're still entertaining and, fun. and I, I mean just, it helps that I wanted yeah, not, like I wanted them to win. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. But it was a good game, competitive game. I guess as long as it's not obvious. Maybe yeah. the, I did see that face mask. Maybe that was obvious. Yeah. But as long as it's not obvious cheating, I'll just watch the game. I because mean, it, the, 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 as I'm learning, the thing with fixing and betting games yeah. is that it doesn't need to be blatant. You can right. you can let the game like come down to like a one score game and then fuck it up. You know what I mean? Or make it happen. Uh, B- because I mean, oh boy, <laughs> that's nasty. But yeah, you're right. I mean, so here, so here's the deal, like. I watched a doc where the player basically what happened was let's say I'm the outside dude you're the ball player I yep. come to you and I say hey you want to make some money you know make sure you don't win this game by more than five or make sure you win this game by more than five yeah and like however you got to do it you do it and maybe you tell some of your teammates to join in on that and then you guys split the money and then I go to Vegas or I go to the bookie I book a bet and then I come up a million dollars and I pay you guys out so like it's, it's not that it's like a NFL coordinated yeah, cheat. It could be just you know two players, one player, one ref. You know what I'm saying? I think you know what uh, I'm gonna say. Fiat. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's all for yeah, money. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, fucking playing both. Listen, so, if you're a professional athlete, you're making billions of dollars, fam. If somebody can walk up to you and coerce you, yeah. I mean, the, the so that story was uh, college ball, where there were there was no salary. Okay, that yeah, and I they started get, they started that. getting a new salary now. Yeah, I now mean, they're getting paid. Okay. So like, there's no need to yeah, do but awesome like. Stuff. Fam, if you're willing to like look like shit to get some fiat, yeah, I guess maybe this isn't the show for you. Yeah. Right, it's just a bad idea. But that's nasty stuff. Anyways, yeah. we're past the the, the six thirty point. I want to be respectful of our guests' time here. Yes, sir, we got LC. I'm just gonna shoot him this link here and see how quick it. Can we can we make the zoom full screen here, so I can see LC? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Hold on, because because of this weirdness. 
But yeah, man. Um, All right, point go. fixing. Crazy. Fiat. Crazy. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that does happen. I mean, wherever there's an opportunity to exploit, I think people like to exploit. Um, can we? Uh, can you see that good? Can we just tilt yeah. this a little bit this way? I don't see what's going on. We'll wait for. Uh, yeah, Lightning has been popping. Um, yeah. By the way. Oh, I, I use Lightning on Cash App. Lightning. I've been using it in a lot of places, showing a lot more attention to my node, learning a lot more about my channels. Um, yeah. Um, I guess I was early but was not patient enough to see it flourish out. And now mm. that I've come back, a lot of the apps like Breeze, and we'll get to it in a different show, a lot of apps like Breeze are actually really dope apps, really superior apps. Let me see. I don't have to do any of that accepting people to jump in thing, right? Uh, we should be okay. Okay, because I have that view open here. But Yeah, you're the, you're the main. Um... That's what I mean. Like, you know, sometimes it asks you if you want to pop somebody in or something yeah, like that. Participants. I'll leave it like that. We'll see it come up. Yeah, we'll see it come up. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, now Lightning has been, you know, my more attention. Um, I was having a hard time like sending out and it kept like, I thought it was Zeus app. That's the one I used to govern my node. And this is a different episode, but um, I guess I didn't have outbound liquidity enough. Um, you have inbound liquidity. I had plenty of that. I had a few early on friends that were nice enough to open channels up. So that was pretty cool. We got LC up in the house. LC, man, you hear us? Yo. Yo, LC, what's good, man? What's up, man? Hey, thanks for joining us, man. You gonna give us this picture of the moon the whole time? I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, but not enough to dox myself. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, sometimes we be doing this show and I be thinking about it in my own head. Like, what the hell am I just showing my face here weekly on? <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's all good, man. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate sure. you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You can see us well and you can hear us well, right? Before we continue. Yeah, absolutely. The minor is not too loud in the background, right? No, nah, we're man. We Audio got all that okay. stuff drowned out. We, we professionals here, man. You know how we do, LC. <laughs> I just <laughs> hey, record what, what, and post, you know what I'm saying? There so, you go. Which is also great, man. That's that raw stuff. That's what makes it beautiful. One thing, too, we did with Tarantula. If you want to, uh, we can cut this out of the show. Um, we can, I mean, you could, you could, uh, like show us your camera and like we won't record it or like we won't edit it into the show. Nah, you know man, what I know what LC is. We're not gonna you. do that, and we're not gonna cut yeah. nothing. We keep it raw, just yeah. like LC. That would be a, that would be a terrible thing to do. <laughs> I had to fire uh, up the old man. computer to make this happen, so I don't have any like you know nah, good, funny bro. memes or something to put up for my picture. That's usually what I do, but no worries. Nah, it's all good. What what we're gonna get into the memeing in a second here, but what that's what makes it you know that's what makes you one of my better followers online because you have this really good balance of not only you know fucking around and being able to meme with everybody else, but also taking this privacy thing serious, taking this Bitcoin thing serious, taking this uh, home you know mining sovereignty serious, uh, and that in part is why I wanted you on, good sir. Yeah, I mean, there's so the the journey for me and i feel like the journey should be uh for most people that find um a bitcoin community through bitcoin twitter right should be you come in you kind of shut up and listen to people for a little while then you start shit posting because you think you know something and then you get a little more into the shit posting and then at some point shit posting kind of gets stale a little bit so you start diving into these rabbit holes, right? Yeah, I got into mining and I went from mining and, uh, you know, it, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, right? And, uh, you know, I just so happened to meet the right people at the right times and I got tied in with 
you know, I ended up in a group chat with a bunch of dudes that run, you know, the, the guys that run Ronin Dojo and a bunch of the guys that are involved with Samurai and guys that are involved with uh, selling Calyx devices. And it was like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in not squandering the gifts that are given to you. And when you're put in a room with people that have this immense wealth of knowledge, uh, in my eyes, you'd be a fool to not try to learn everything you can. That's a fact. Yeah, that's that's incredibly well said. Um, and I've I, I could feel that wholeheartedly recently from and we talked about this offline or whatever. Just me being around some of the smartest people in the room too. I agree, man. Got to absorb that stuff like a sponge, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like <laughs> a lot of people, um, if you don't have a sense of humor, you can take shit posters the wrong way. And, uh, right. you know, a little known fact is that a lot of the guys that shit post on Twitter are some of the most knowledgeable people. You know, there's some people that are there that have been here the whole time Bitcoin has been around. You know, yeah. they, they may post memes and talk shit and they don't really talk about technical stuff publicly. But, you know, you get them in a, in a private chat and you start talking to them and these dudes just have this unbelievable experience and the stuff that's not written about that. You know, I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. I, I love hearing about, you know, how it was and what happened, why we got to where we are, right? It, it's no different than anything else in life where, where you know, you have to learn from the history so that we don't repeat the same mistakes. You got to listen to these people that were here to watch people screw up in order to make sure that you're not pushing for ideas that have already been proven faulty. Right. Yeah, no, that, well said, man. Damn. Elsie came and breath the fire today. Yeah, What's going on, man? What yeah. you got there? Like a whole notebook full of <laughs> bars that you about to drop it? <laughs> no, nah, that's that experience talking. So yeah. let, let's go right into like, why did those, as you said, like extremely smart individuals, long timers, why do do eventually they just end up resolving to memeing? What, what is the art of memeing and why is it so damn important? You know, a, fr a friend of mine who's uh, who's been in the, the cypherpunk kind of movement um, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, like pre Bitcoin, right. Uh, he says all the time, meme warfare is important. And, uh, mm. you know, there's, there's something about a meme, right. That, that can just deliver this hard, deep, uh, you know, condensed truth in one image and a couple of words. And it, it just hits different, right? Not <laughs> people don't have the a lot of people don't have the attention span to sit down and read 200 pages, right? So if you can take a, a very important talking point and boil it down to something that somebody can look at and it kind of gets that gear turning, it may not tell them everything they need to know, but they say, you know, maybe I should look at what that means. So maybe I should look at what else is going on there, right? And it can kind of spark that interest to really jump down a rabbit hole and be like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. And effortless in the drop, too. We were talking about it before you jumped on. You could just drop it and go. Like, you don't even need to waste any energy. You could have it loaded no, up. No comment section, no rebuttals, no back and forth. Just, here you go. Yeah. But what about the ones that bomb? Uh, honestly, <laughs> like, when I... So when I started when I started making memes uh, on, on Bitcoin Twitter specifically, um, I was, like, obsessed with, with like counts, right? I was like, ah, that flopped, right? I used to like make a meme and I'd post it and I'd send it to like 
five different group chats, like trying to get <laughs> mad likes and retweets. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm going to be somebody from, from Bitcoin Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, like it matters. <laughs> uh, and as time goes on and you start to actually have an understanding of the stuff that you're, you're making art about, right? Cause memes are art, whether, whether right. people want to admit it or not, like there is varying degrees of people that are like really good at it. You know what I mean? Like yellow, yellow on Bitcoin Twitter is unbelievable. The guy is a full blown artist. Yeah. And, and when you, <laughs> when you start to, to know more about Bitcoin and more about the things that you're making memes about, and you aren't just making memes that parrot what you heard other people say, yeah. uh, you start to make memes for yourself, right? Like, like yeah. I start to make these pieces of art because I think they're funny, right? I'll make it and I'm laughing while I'm making it. I don't give a shit if it gets three likes or 3000 likes. Yeah. Like it was funny to me and that's why I posted. Yeah, and more often than none, it's gonna be funny to other people. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. There's, there's some warped people, like just as warped as me. You know what I mean? Like, like they're gonna laugh at this stuff. And you know, I made, yeah. I made a post today, like, uh, you know, losing followers is better than gaining followers, right? I and, saw that. Yep. And and to me, like, you know, I had some people get real upset about a couple of memes I made and like unfollowed me and shit. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, and I, yeah. I, I was like, I kind of took it the wrong way at first. And I talked to somebody who's been in the game longer than me. And they were like, dude, like, you know, shake out the weak people. Like, imagine taking Twitter that seriously. For real. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, and, and it's, we all know it's such a manipulated platform. So to me, it's like, there is no signal and me getting a bunch of retweets and getting a bunch of likes. Um, I mean, I know the app makes it satisfying en enough for me to want to see it over and over again. But realistically, man, I, I think, you know, shadow banning and all this stuff, like we're not even getting the reach that we actually probably deserve, if that makes any sense. So, Oh, yeah, it's all it's all hidden. So any number we get back to me is just it's just washed. It's just it's just uh, uh, it's tainted. Um, this This actually could be a soft transition into actually something that I wanted to talk about. So. You know, you have a podcast. You're you're interested, obviously, enough in the podcasting industry to do it. Um, thanks to you. And thanks to you. <laughs> Let's I be real, right? Love. Let's be real. Don't be that humble. You were <laughs> the one that was like, just do it, bro. Just fucking most, do it. Most humble dude I know, man. I got to deal with this dude every week. Yeah, I don't, I don't try to be. I just try to be honest. Like, I think you would have figured it out, Ben. Whatever you guys asked me, and I, I think you guys would have figured it out at some point. But thank you. Grateful to be part of that journey of that story. I think I was actually, what, like the second guest on your podcast or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a minute ago. Anyways, so what I want to say, you know, compared to the wash that looted, you know, noise that's happening with signal numbers and analytics, um, you have your, your value for value set up for your podcast and people are actually streaming you some sets. Give me your thoughts, man, on, you know, that being more uh, of a signal than, than what you see on Twitter. So really... This, uh, I'm in the second season of it now. Um, and I, I feel more that way now. Um, okay. The first season, give me, for, give me more. The first season yep, for me was really just, just getting to know the people that I found interesting. Right. I'd be, yep. I'd be on Twitter, I'd be interacting with people, and it'd be like, I find this dude interesting and I like his takes. And what better way? So you can't get acquainted with somebody in 240 or whatever it is characters. You just can't. 
Right. And DMs aren't the same. You know what I mean? Like me and you had many conversations in DMs, but until you came on my podcast and we had an hour and a half conversation, we didn't really know what each other was about. So mm -hmm. that first season for me was really about like finding the people that I found interesting, having them on and having these at length, long form conversations where I could really dig into like, what are you about? What do you believe? Like, what's your take on this? And it progressed, right? Like anything does, right? It, it matures and gets better with time, in my opinion, right? If you if you go back and you look at the the stuff that I put up in the first season, the first 10 episodes probably are just really, you know, live shit posting. It's just me talking shit with people <laughs> from Twitter. But as I got into it, you know, when I started meeting people that that were actually doing something, right? Uh, not saying that, you know, you were the, the second guest, not saying that you weren't doing something I don't mean in any disrespectful way, but, yeah. um, you know, there's this, this warped, uh, I, I'm probably gonna like, this, this is probably not gonna go over well with your listeners, but anyway, so th <laughs> there's this warped perception that people seem to have that like, uh, if I just buy it and I hold on to it, I don't need to do anything and nobody else needs to do anything. And it's just going to go up on its own forever. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that sounds good, but that that's not reality, right? If, if we look at the situations going on in the world and you know, the, the things going on, uh, North of us, like, you know, and I, I don't want to get into like political shit or anything like that, but we could, we could talk about it. Yeah, man. Drop it in there, man. We don't <laughs> do ads, brother. We don't do none of that. We say we, what we want. Yeah, man. So like, when you start looking at shit like that, it's very important that we have people in the Bitcoin space who are seeing things like that and building tools to help protect people who want to use Bitcoin freely, right? Forget about the word privacy, forget about all those other words, right? Because that's what you get to when you look at something like freedom and that's what you want. In order to achieve freedom, you need to jump down all these other rabbit holes, right? You need to jump down a node rabbit hole. You need to verify your own transactions. You need to figure out how to use Bitcoin in a private way, right? So it, if we don't have people building those tools, it's inevitable capture of Bitcoin with time, Fact. right? At yeah. some point, they're going to see sure. it as enough of a threat and they're just going to, you know, they're going to grab enough of it to be able to hold sway, right? We don't want that to happen. So people will look at certain companies in the space and say, well, they're building all these tools that are unnecessary. Well, they may have built that tool two years ago when it was unnecessary, but look now at the situations that we're being presented with. Thank God that these right. guys looked forward and said, holy shit, we may need this at some point. Let's build it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, it, it's very important. It, and I think it's also very important for people not just to come around and be like, well, I'm dumb and I can't do anything, right? Because guess what? I'm dumb, right? But I can set up this cheap ass podcast and, and grow a following and have some people on who do know something and give them a platform, a neutral platform to be able to deliver that message of privacy, whether it's mobile privacy or node privacy or transactional privacy or on-chain privacy or whatever else people want to talk about, I can give them this platform to be able to deliver that message to people who may not listen to, you know, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, people may not listen mm -hmm. to something like Citadel Dispatch, right? I, yep. I personally love Dispatch, right? But right. I remember listening to it for the first time and feeling like I was listening to people speak Greek because they talk about yeah. technical shit and it doesn't make any sense when you don't understand. 
Mm-hmm. So if I can create this platform where the average, you know, the average Joe that goes to work every day and busts his ass to, to feed his family and put a roof over his head can understand in plain English why these things matter, that that's a big bridge to create. Not saying that I'm the only one that creates it. You guys do it, right? There's, there's a lot of great, uh, not smaller isn't like necessarily a bad thing, but smaller podcasts that can kind of bridge that gap from like, I like listening to people, you know, like Michael Saylor go on a podcast and talk. All right, well, let's let's bridge that gap from I understand now why Bitcoin is important. Let's bridge that gap over to how do I technically interact with Bitcoin, right? For sure. And, and I feel like people like you and people like you guys and people like me kind of create that bridge where it's like, these are normal, relatable guys, right? That that I feel like I could sit down and have a beer with. Now they're having a conversation in plain English, talking about the things that I looked at that intimidated me because I didn't feel like I qualified to talk about them or to listen about them, right? Because I never picked up sure. a computer science book or I never picked up, you know, I'm not coding in my spare time or whatever the case may be. But I think it's important to to, to create a, a place where we can like bridge that gap for people. Right. Cause there's a lot of people yeah. out there that, that including myself for a long time that like looked at things like a privacy centric wallet or, or anything of that nature. And we're like, yeah, that's way over my head. Mm-hmm. Why even bother? Right. Right? I'm just going to fuck it up. But if you yeah. can have plebs that can talk about it, right. It, it creates that like, all right, I have some basic knowledge. Like it gave me a little bit of confidence to go in and start messing with this thing. Then when I look at it and I see the terms and they start to become familiar to me, I can go somewhere like dispatch and I can listen to these guys talk about the technicals and I'll hear words that'll ring bells with me. Oh, I saw that. Oh, I know what that means. It helps to deepen that knowledge. That stuff is really, really important. It's really important to always be moving forward to try to become a more sovereign individual to interact with Bitcoin in a more sovereign way, to not have to ask anybody permission to spend your sats. That's huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And being able to, uh, which, you know, you kind of hinted on there is, you know, being able to be a good teacher because, you know, you, you you could absorb, like you said, information from, from Citadel, from your favorite, you know, technical um, podcaster or, or writer. Um, but how do you, how can you, be the conduit of information, right? How can you teach that forward and not only improve your knowledge of it, because if you're teaching it well, then that means you obviously know it very well, you're grasping the concept, uh, versus just learning the shit, right? They're just absorbing the information and talking about it just to talk about it, but mm-hmm. not being about it, I guess, yeah. is, is one of those things. Yeah, I remember listening early on to some Bitcoin podcasts, and I was like, what is this? Like, this is way <laughs> too technical. And, um, and we talked about it last week, like we were mentioning uh, Stefan Larrera's podcast, and it's like, you know, you can take some of those concepts and then just, Again, like Elsie said, like speak to it in plain English and uh, be able to dissect it for people. So, and be able to uh, change lives. Yeah. Right? Influence Bro. lives. That picture in Canada, man, it's like this privacy thing. This is a real, this is a real deal. All right, listen, could somebody, all right, so they don't have their keys. Is, could somebody break this down? Whoever's getting all this money is not getting their keys. I, I, is that? I, I, I don't know where the keys are. I'm just saying in general. Uh, like because you got a, you got a government. I'm confused how this isn't even an issue if the if this individual has their keys. But somebody fill me in. LC, you got sign on that? Uh, how how deep <laughs> you want me to go on it? Um, Hit me, man, because I'm confused. It. People keep bringing it up. And to be honest, I'm being a little bit ignorant and not looking into it myself. But like, I'm like, well, who got the keys? So there's a, 
the people tend to misunderstand the gravity of the situation too, right? It's it, me, yep. it is very uh eye-opening what is happening there. Okay. Um but the reality of what actually exists that is actually happening law-wise is they have a list of wallet addresses that are blacklisted. There's like 33 addresses including some other shit coins, right? And yep. okay, it, you know, it, it should definitely perk people's ears up and say, hey, it's important to like learn how to transact, um, you know, privately. They they are get <laughs> so they're they're <laughs> they're dispersing paper wallets. Uh, huge yeah, red flag. Um, yeah, in my in my opinion. Um, I agree. But open dimes. Not even open dimes, yeah. dude. They're just they're giving away paper wallets that they yeah, I saw I saw some of that. The you know, the Google document that I read uh that when they were talking about how they were gonna do it was you know, there's gonna be somebody who sets up this wallet. Uh they were gonna put a little bit of money on it, they were gonna erase the wallet, then they were gonna have a second volunteer take the seed phrase and restore the wallet, then they were gonna load it with sats and give it to a trucker what that's two people other than the trucker that have the seed phrase what right what so <laughs> like there's there's the, the problem is people let their emotions get in the way of using tools right like i don't like this specific company so i'm not going to use the tools that they offer the reality is the tools exist that could have made this a seamless process. But there were certain individuals involved with the fundraising process that have issues with companies in the space. So they weren't okay. willing to utilize the available tools to make it happen in a way where it couldn't have been censored. That is the 100% reality of it. Anybody else who tells you different is just lying to you. It is. It could have been done in a private fashion it was chosen not to be done in a private fashion. I don't believe that everybody went into it maliciously. I don't believe that they thought it was going to get as big as it did. I don't think anybody yep. foresaw 22 or 23 Bitcoin showing up in a donation. Uh, and I think there yep. was a large scramble of what the f do we do with this much money? Right. Uh, but I, it was just handled very, very poorly. They, you know, they, they, they brought in people that are not respected in any way when it comes to privacy. You know, when you're talking about, you know, that process to create a paper wallet and the next paragraph says, the most important thing is, is to steal the printer and smash the printer with your friends afterwards because the printer saves the doc. What is, what is happening? <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, what? what? Yeah. You know, they, and, and, and Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, no, I'm, I'm saying gonna... in 2022, the fact that we're even still using the term paper wallet is mind-boggling mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much good stuff out there. So, uh, go back just to go back a second here, LC. Elaborate for the listeners uh, when you say that there's these tools that exist that they didn't use. What, what tools do you, are you speaking of? I mean, the simplest way to, to to do it in a in a private fashion would have been to take everything that came in and mix it, right? That all that right. stuff should have been coin join that came in. And Facts. then you turn around and do something like use PayNIMS, which Samurai Wallet offers, right? That doesn't dox your wallet address in order to receive a payment, right? So they could send out these payments, 
they could land with the truckers and the the wallet address that the trucker has was never exposed mm -hmm. right so now all you see is movement but we don't have a, a traceable way to see where the movement went all of this involving not giving up your seed phrase you know these are basics of bitcoin yeah right you don't call up a friend and be like hey i'm new to bitcoin and i have a million dollars in bitcoin that i would like to put on a wallet do you think you could make a seed phrase for me and then give it to me like that's like <laughs> saying give me your checking account number and i'm gonna help you move your million dollars you know what i mean facts but that's what these uh Facts. that's what these uh what i would call newcomers are doing with these uh, uh banks that are starting to offer bitcoin services they're mm. basically saying hey man like you said earlier i'm not smart enough to do this stuff but my local bank allows me to like have some sets oh, or uh, the stuff that they're like they're putting lipstick on a pig they're putting <laughs> exactly. lipstick on a pig like when you mm -hmm. when you create a business and you do things like you know oh escape starve the fiat system and live on a bitcoin standard and then you click on their website and they use mastercard rails that you're yeah. not starving <laughs> the fiat system you're feeding it you're just yeah. simply all you're doing is because you know having a custodian hold your bitcoin which is a huge no-no you pull it off an exchange to give it to another custodian it, yeah. it doesn't make sense from from i've a, said it on this i've said it on the show it's like the gold standard all over again it's like you're about to just give them all the gold and then they're just going to turn around and say, ha ha, rules have changed. Now we have it. And it's very strange. Like you, you actually hinted at this very early on in this episode. Like people just don't know that that happened already. Yes. So they're going to be handing over this Bitcoin to their local bank, to their local federal, you know, tied reserve. And then one day they're just going to say, ha ha, we got all the Bitcoin. Now you guys use this shitty ass uh, US dollar token, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And a lot of But people... you would only care if you look at history. Right. A lot of people don't realize too, um, you know, specifically I've noticed um, in Bitcoin, a lot of people that, that post, I don't want to talk about, I'm not talking about anybody that has a technical understanding and I'm not talking about anybody that works or contributes. Uh, I'm yeah. talking about the average person, right? They, you don't understand that things like, you know, 2015, they passed a law in the United States that the next time we have uh, like the housing collapse where the, we got to bail the banks out. The government isn't going to bail the banks out. They passed a law that says they can just liquidate your bank account and then they write you an IOU. So they're going to use the people to fund them when the inevitable collapse happens. Why would you want to take this thing that's supposed to protect you against that and put it in the same setting? <laughs> I saw a post earlier. Question. I, don't, yeah. I don't have the answer to that question. I'd be baffled too. I, I forget who tweeted it, but someone had said like, we were, we're already trajecting on like the brink of financial collapse. And yep. then, you know, the pandemic happened and oh, we printed, you know, 7 trillion, whatever. Um, and it was the perfect like catch for that. But like how soon before the, the bubble pops? And it's scary to think that they'll liquidate your bank accounts or they'll try and liquidate your Bitcoin uh, when that happens. Hopefully not before my house sells. <laughs> hopefully not i'm trying to get this off man <laughs> yeah I got, I got a refi hopefully in like not. three years so if we could hold off until after our refi we're good <laughs> uh, that's, well all right so let's talk about like we're talking about banks and we're talking about you know handing stuff over um you know and, and, and there's we could shift over to the larping right there's a lot of LARP. Can we define larp let's, let's live action role playing is that what larping is yes it is 
Okay. Uh, all right. So you, my good sir, I see you. Uh, you getting into these uh, calling out these larpers uh, out here, and we don't have to say anybody in specific. It's up to you. Uh, it's up to yeah, me let, or up to you because you know I, I, I'm fully willing to just burn it all down. So oh, well, I the mean, thing you... to me is is that like I agreed with you on this one guy that you know who I'm talking about. I agreed with you as soon as you started calling this dude out for larping. I was like, thank God somebody has a voice on this dude. Because, you know, I don't really, you know, you guys know, I don't really talk a lot on Twitter. I'm more like post and, and, and but like this guy was going nuts for a while. Hit me as, as deep as, as deep as you want to go. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I don't want to, here's my thing, right? I don't want to get too deep on it because some people will stop listening and think it's ranting of a crazy person. Right. So I want to, I want to keep it in like a digestible bit. Right. Fair. So the digestible version of it is there are a lot of people that come into this space with the not, you know, not good intentions. They, they come here because they want to be somebody Mm. and they, they latch on to this persona that they see as popular in the space. And they, they try to push that persona. Like that's the person that they are. Uh, that it, in my opinion, right. I want to put that very clearly in my opinion, if you're doing that, you, if your intentions are bad there, I have no reason to believe that any of your other intentions are good. Right. If the basic of the, the personality that you're trying to put across to everyone is fake everything else about you is fake and i have no interest in hearing what you have to say and i have all the interest in the world in letting everyone know that you're full (laughs) of shit that is what it needs to be said it needs to be said you cannot come around here that's that's the beautiful thing about bitcoin right the one of the most beautiful things about bitcoin is bitcoin exposes you most of the time to yourself but sometimes when you don't know how to shut your mouth, it exposes you to everyone else. Mm. So you can come around and talk real good for a little while, but eventually what you're saying is not gonna add up, right? A mentor of mine used to say this real catchy phrase to me, right? He used to say, your audio needs to match your video. Mm. So if you're saying something, you better be doing what you're saying. Because at some point, somebody's going to come along with balls big enough to tell you you're full of shit. And that's really easy to do on the internet because it's (laughs) full of keyboard warriors. So it's really easy to get on there and be like, you're full of shit. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Like, you are. That's just what it is. And memes, to take it way back to the beginning of the episode, right? Memes are really effective in this. (laughs) Really effective. Because I don't have to have this, you know, uh emotional fueled conversation where i'm clearly getting upset i can make an image that says everything i need to say that would take 30 comments and just post that and walk away mm. like a uh like like a digital so your, your, mama, your mama yeah. joke a yeah. digital your mama one joke liner. in your face <laughs> yes yes uh, it's the nail in the uh, coffin you know what i mean it's like freestyling right when they drop that one rhyme in a freestyle and you're like it's over I don't even care what that dude says in the next two rounds. He's fucked. 
It's over. Damn, man. But they're just going to block you, LC. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I got this great meme that I haven't posted yet that is, uh, you remember San Andreas? You guys you don't do. remember that game? Yes, so <laughs> it's CJ from San Andreas, and he's standing next to a guy, and there's like 40 copies of CJ standing behind him. And it said, the dude he's standing next to says, the dude I'm arguing with, and then it says me, and then it says my 37 alt counts. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> yeah, like right. the perfect shit for Twitter, right? He's hammering them. <laughs> some people don't know. There's really only like 25 people on Twitter. The rest are sock accounts. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, is bots. that real, man? I, I man, I'm behind, man. Now there, there are a lot of bots in, in general. That, oh, yeah. I do know there are a lot of bots, yeah. but like, I, I didn't know that they're like directed bots. Can you direct a bot to do some shit? Oh uh, no, I don't have bots. I just have alts. I That's got, what I thought it was. You meant yeah, like yeah. just having like a shitload of like Nim accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Oh, there's, man, you got to put me on. There's something. a lot of... Hold on, LC. Uh, is that how you be boosting your podcast post? <laughs> oh, 30 retweets. Oh, LC. You got to put me on to that game. No, listen, you got to do what you got to do. It's, it's hot out here. I love it. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is LARPing a feature or a bug in Bitcoin? Mm, how deep do you want to take that question? Because that, that could be like a deep question or that could be like you, a real... A real light question. A real light question well, is it's a bug. Uh, I mean, a real light answer is it's a bug, but a real deep answer would be. It's I want a the feature. realness. It's a feature. I want the real one. Let's go. <laughs> it's a feature because it shows you that there are people that are real. Yeah. People that are willing to stand up and say something are the real people. The people that are willing to stand up and question you are the real people. Those are the people that you want to say, I may not agree with everything he says. But at least he's honest. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you oh, look yeah. at it like, oh, it's a bug because it's fucking annoying, right? But I, I really think it's a feature. I think you're gonna have them no matter what community you're in, no matter even outside of Bitcoin. Everywhere you go in life, there's somebody, you know, flexing like something that they're not. You see it everywhere, especially if you come from the back kind of background that both you and I come from. There's mm -hmm. plenty of people that have been LARPing for a long time, right? That mm -hmm. dude that tells the 35 stories of all the people he beat up, but you ain't never seen him in a fight. I mean, we were, we were just talking about the Tinder swindler. <laughs> I haven't watched I it know. yet. Oh, yeah, man, me neither. Both, both of y'all got to get on that, man, because it, it embodies this right here. So, uh, I, do, I do know a few of them. I'll, I'll give you the short. All right, hit me. This dude, uh, his social media is just him, private jets, designer, Rolls Royce, Bentley, five star, everything, right? His persona is that uh, he comes from a diamond family. He's in a diamond business, so he's a world traveler. And he's on Tinder, and he just connects with girls all the time. And he just flies in places. Yeah. But he's a con. Mm. And it's all fake. That's so. an easy one. See, I call uh, it, you know what I call it, fiat games, man. Yeah, it's fiat all, games. All this shit is just fiat games. Yeah. LARPers are fiat gaming. Um, they, they, for some reason, lost the... Uh, the direction of like, hey, we're supposed to be leaving this fiat thing, not like expounding it. Uh, so yeah, a lot of these weird things that happen like that, just people just chasing money. Yeah, mm -hmm. if just just to be to be clear, I mean, if yeah. you have a coupon code, like already, right? I don't even need. I, you have a reference code. I already don't even need to know. I, that that is the kind of shit that like piques my interest, right? Like, oh, he's got a reference code. All right, I'm gonna keep an eye on. Right? And then I start to watch things. Oh, you're posting about this service. The thing you don't realize about the dudes that shit post on Twitter 
I said this to some to uh, Greg Zaj the other day, right? And he was laughing. He, I was like, "Yo, it takes a fair amount of research to make a good, hard-hitting meme, right? With with like truth behind it, because the memes that really hit are the ones that are true. Right? We can make shit posts and memes all the time, but the ones that really hit are the ones that are true. And it takes time to look into these things, especially when it comes to LARPers and calling out LARPers, right? Like I'm clicking links, I'm looking through websites, I'm scrolling <laughs> through, right? If you're posting, you know, these products, you know, a product a week or a product every two weeks and you think nobody's noticing and I'm going on these websites and they have specific pages that are breaking down payment programs for people with certain follower counts, you're gonna that's tell me that wild. that's a coincidence? That's not a coincidence. And that's true story. That's actually happening. That's, that's 100. Wild. That's probably the dude that you were uh, referencing. 100%. <laughs> that is true. If, if, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so you can go to this person's website and see who has paid followers. And, and you could subscribe based on how many followers you have. No, no, no. The website actually okay. has, you have to dig. I, I, after the show, I'll send you this, this specific website. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> you have to dig, but there is a page on the website that talks about how that particular company pays people based on them posting about their service and the pay scale goes by how many followers you have. What the fuck? It's influencer marketing. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It sounds like backlinks influencer marketing. Right. Now, if Private you're going to. That's still a thing. Private deals. So if you want to talk about Bitcoin and you want to talk about how open source is so important and, and all of these things, but again, your audio is not matching your video. You're talking about mm. all these things, but the things you're posting are leading to websites that are fiat based, that are talking about paying people for posting. You're not here posting a link because you think it, you genuinely believe it's a good service and it's going to help people. You're posting it because X amount of clicks, get you X amount of dollars. Mm. That shit is not honest. And that shit is gonna get called out. And they can ban me and I'll just make another one. I'm already on the third account in the last, I don't know, 13 months or some <laughs> shit. Not Hold to on, mention so, the alts. So so what does this say about like, and this individual we're talking about kind of made like a run there, right? Like he was kind of like on everybody's shit, on everybody's show. Like, is he just that good that he's fooling people or are these people just getting incentivized to have him on and things like that? In your opinion, of course. Uh, we don't know shit about shit. Because he made a run. I can say this because I'm on your podcast. <clears throat> okay, word. Uh, Ad free. If you take on sponsors, mm. it severely hinders what you can and cannot say. Mm, I mean, we hear about that all the time, but yeah, that's another example of that then, huh? This is it. I mean, I, I, I had the same conversation yesterday with, with someone and um, you know, he was just talking about owning his business and how he didn't want venture capital. And because when venture capital comes in, they dictate your terms, right? You know, it's, it's, a, it's the reason why we don't have ads on this show. We want to talk about what we want to talk about and we don't want to get paid to shill or anything like that's interesting yeah you know i was just wondering because you know the the ones that i like the mccormick's of the world are obvious you already know but like this guy made a run on some of our favorite people mm -hmm. and, and you know if lc which i i'm 100 percent with lc but if lc has any truth to to the argument this dude's a major larp this dude's mm -hmm. an incredible like like bullshit artist so i was just curious about that but we don't know shit about shit also uh, i mean speculation. if you're if you're uh pushing for people to tie their identity to this 
freedom money, right? <laughs> You're again, it's talking out two sides of your mouth. And I'm not specifically talking about one person right now because there are plenty of people with large followings that That's do this. Right. Hey, you know, I, I made a joke about it the other day. It's like, you know, how do you even approach that orange pill? Yo, let me tell you about this stuff that's gonna revolutionize the world. It's freedom money. It's permissionless, it's censorship resistant. And they're like, oh shit, that sounds amazing. How do I get my hands on that? Perfect, so I'm gonna need your license, your passport, Social. your address. Oh boy. Wait a minute, you just, you, you just you said, yeah, you, you just told me that this was, that this was permissionless. You just told me that this was freedom money. You just told me that I was escaping this system. And somehow I like I'm everything short of a blood sample here. So like when you're when you're saying one thing on Twitter, like all oh, this, you know, open source is great. Uh, so many people like to be like home mine. You know, I know somebody is LARPing as soon as you say you should home mine because the sats you're getting paid out are virgin coins. You're getting them fresh off the block. <laughs> Guess what? Nothing that gets paid out from a pool is virgin coins. Anybody who doesn't believe right. me, take that UTXO and punch it into a block explorer. It did not come off that block. Facts. So if you're talking about things like that, you know, and, and I'm a big believer in privacy stuff. And, you know, I love a lot of the forward facing technology that's out there, right? And it's important to make that distinction, right? We have this forward facing stuff like coin joints, right? great stuff, stuff like Whirlpool, fantastic tools. But that only helps you from the point that it was mixed moving forward. That does not delete your KYC purchase, right? And the reality is, is that when stuff like is happening in Canada starts happening here, they're just gonna come to you and you're gonna be like, I lost it in a boating accident. And they're going to be like, that's great. Now you owe taxes on whatever the spot price is now compared to when we know you bought it. We're just going to assume you sold it today. And you're going to pay that or you're going to go to jail. And anybody who doesn't believe that, there are plenty of people sitting in jail right now for money they quote unquote lost. Plenty of them. And you will oh, sit yeah. there until you find that quote unquote lost money, especially if you're talking about, you know, where Bitcoin goes, where we all know it's going to go, right? Bitcoin goes to a million dollars a coin and you're talking about 500 G's in tax fraud. You're not getting yeah. community service. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to want to know where that money is. So, so like, what's the way, man? It's, you got to I mean, there's, there's a lot of answers to that, I'm sure. But, but like, so how does somebody actually avoid this, in your opinion, and what you've learned recently? If you're stateside like us, yep, it's simple, man. Go to a B go to a Bitcoin ATM. Interesting. I don't have success with this. Ben tried one. Yeah, I went to one. Was it good? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, under under nine hundred bucks, it's it's somewhat anonymous. Over nine hundred, you have to like sign up. Um, but I mean, if you wear a mask or a scully, like they don't have your identity. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think, Elsie, about uh, ATMs? There's and, like a strategy for them. So there's a lot of different ones out there. Uh, different companies require different things. Different companies yeah. have different limits, uh, like you were talking about on how much yeah, you I can purchase. I forget which one I went to. I, th I think I went to a coin flip one, so, or I used coin flip to locate one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, 
the one blessing of of the COVID drama is you can get away with walking into a store with pretty much a ski mask on. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, these things do have cameras in them, but you can wear a mask and you can wear sunglasses and you can wear a hat. Um, you know, if you're that worried about it, right? Again, there, there's varying degrees, right? You don't need to like necessarily go full black ops, like right mm -hmm. off the rip. But if, you know, you can get a disposable phone number off some cheap services for like yes, 99 sir. cents. That's right. Right. And, and you can purchase these and send them to a Virgin wallet address. Right. And then from that Virgin wallet address, you can move them wherever you got to move. Them, right. You can pay, <clears throat> you can send them to a wallet, have them mixed and do whatever you're going to do with them. Um, you know, there's, uh, I mean, I, I, I think personally ATMs are how I buy. If I'm buy if I'm actually buying sets, most of my sets yeah. come from mining. Um, but if I'm actually buying them, then it's an ATM it's bisque. It's, Hoddle hoddle. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, hoddle hoddle is not in the United States. Well, you know, they invented a thing called the VPN and you know, my computer is in Switzerland right now. So, right. you know, you can use these services, especially with something like Bitcoin that doesn't even understand what a border is. Right. right. I'm not trying to wire, you know, Japanese yen, like we're, we're moving Bitcoin. Uh, you know, this like can be what it is. You know, it takes some time to get used to it. It takes some, some time to, to gain a reputation on BISC to be able to make, you know, sizable transactions and stuff. Um, but there are definitely ways, you know, it, my, my biggest thing is, you know, if, if you're looking at people that are, you know, you're, you're trying to orange pill somebody and you want to do it without having to send them to Coinbase, like go out and get something to eat with somebody and, and like, you know, have them pay and like, pay them in sets, right? Set up a wallet for them and just give them some Bitcoin in return for the money that they that they spent on lunch. Now they have their first KYC free Bitcoin, right? It doesn't even matter if the Bitcoin you're giving them came from an exchange because you're not gathering their information to give it to them, right? right. All, they, all you can see on chain is that it hopped from a wallet that was a known owner to another wallet. So there's- And you- Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I would say you would pay the premium for that. To be able to get like you know, that like hado hado, you gotta look shop for different premiums. You would actually pay a five percent premium if you had to to get that peer to peer uh, Bitcoin. So here's my thing. Yeah. Pay a premium now, or pay a premium later. Hmm. K KYC so, so free is a premium now. KYC is a premium later. Yeah, I mean, someone had posted like you know, look at the case in Canada. Like this is KYC Bitcoin. These are the issues that they're facing right now. So case in point, man. Yeah, they're case tying. Point. the The point is not to ob. The when we're talking about KYC as a whole, the point is not to obfuscate. Uh, you know, necessarily your transactions when we're talking about KYC. The point is to to obfuscate the fact that you ever owned it in the first place. Right. Right. The, then after that comes obfuscating what you're doing with. It. Right. You, it should be like, you should, the, the tools are available and so easily accessible and so easy to use that it should be damn near impossible for somebody looking at chain analysis to be able to trace your sats back to something that connects to you. Damn near impossible. Yeah. So the big problem they that you're talking about, or the big problem that we're talking about is 
how do I acquire this Bitcoin without having to give up my identity? Because all the other stuff, there's a ton of tools out there. Not so many tools for acquiring, tons of tools for obfuscating what you're doing. with That's a dope point. Now, when, you, when you're sending out... Yeah, see, I haven't really looked into the... So you, you, you say you get non-KYC Bitcoin and then you send to a, a, another wallet that's a public wallet. You pretty much wasted that non-KYC. Is that, is, is that how, how it would go? Define so public just, wallet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't have anybody in mind, but let's just go with Cash App just because it's common and it's hundred percent. It's, it's a public wallet. If that yeah, wallet so you, has your information, hundred percent. You just dirty clean money. Yep. But yeah, it, yeah. you know, there's. <laughs> I mean, unless you have like some really like big issues going on up in your head, then yep. <laughs> there's no reason. There's so many free wallets out there that don't require anything from you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not hard to download. You know, if you're an Android user, it's not hard to download Samurai. Uh, I, a lot of people hate, you know, Red Wallet bad, but like, listen, when you download a wallet and it asks you for nothing and it automatically initializes Tor on your phone before it even connects to the wallet, these are all great things from a privacy perspective. They even Absolutely. scramble the keypad. When you're going to put your pin code to get in, they scramble the keypad every time so the keys aren't in the same place. So if somebody's tracking your keystrokes, they can't get your pin. Right. That's fire. Who would think of that? That's fire. I like that. Gotta get that on iOS here. Oh, I gotta dump the iOS either way. Oh, <laughs> get the, the Cali X. That's, yeah. I, I'm almost there. We've been talking about that. Get it. That's what I was I gonna run. I was gonna convert my. How is it, man? So hit us with the live review then. Yeah. Is it yeah. Pixel 3 and up? Uh, I believe so. I run a 5A. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. I bought for 350 bucks or something. Can't beat it. Um, it's no exaggeration. It is the best operating system I have ever used on a mobile device. Sweet, man. Best. Like Trump's iOS, Trump's, you know, standard uh, Android. I, you know, the, the long and short of it is I got the device. Um, I put a phone number on it, right? Uh, I used Mint Mobile to put a phone number on it. Um, I ran it as a standard Pixel for a couple of days. Uh, the battery life was about 24 hours, right around there, 20 hours maybe. Um, I flashed it with Calyx. Uh, battery life went from 20 hours to about 72 hours. Crazy. Um, you know, it, it takes some... If you want to approach it from a privacy perspective, um, it takes some getting used to switching out apps that you're used to, right? Like getting off of YouTube and getting onto things like Newpipe, and you know, it takes some some use some getting used to to like replace apps. Um, what do you replace maps with for location and GPS? Uh, to be honest, I don't use location and GPS. I, I use my wife's gotcha. phone. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> She's got to work for the phone. team. We, we, you know we're talking I mean? to Marty Bird right here. Uh, I love that. Yeah, that's the first actual live review I've gotten. I mean, I know it's you yeah. know the best way to be to get all the, especially Google, to get these snooping OSs out of here. But I never actually spoken to anybody who's running it. Mm -hmm. So interesting. The yeah. The amazing ahead. thing. So I don't know if the amazing thing is the right words. 
my my, <laughs> my uh my wife works in marketing okay uh, and having a back-end view of what somebody who's in marketing has access to as far as information um it's crazy is scary yeah scary. I, I used to run facebook ads dude i know <laughs> mm -hmm. so she uh, i was maybe two weeks ago or something. Um, now I'm not going to drop any company names, right? Because I, re I respect her enough to like leave her stuff out off the public record. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, but they dropped a new website, uh, for the company that she works for. Um, and they sell vehicles. Uh, this particular okay. manufacturer has this new feature. They call it, they call it, on their website, where if you are on their website for 30 seconds, that website builds a profile on you based on your IP address. That website, mm. in 30 seconds, in her back office, she can see if you're moving, where your phone is located, what your address is, how many registered vehicles you have, a picture of your house from Google Maps. Mm -hmm. 30 seconds on a website. This is the stuff that they publicly say that they have. Now, what are they not saying that they have, right? This is buying right. a car. Now imagine somebody who has malicious intent towards you and what they have access to, especially if they have some kind of clearance. Yep. These people can count the hairs on your head. If you think they can't, you're fooling yourself. So seeing things like that from, from you know, that are openly available to somebody who sells cars is enough for me to be like, okay, I need to run a VPN because I don't want them to be able to track my IP address. All right. Well, you know, Google play services wants to know all these things about me and I need a Google account. So I want this device that now runs something like Aurora store where they spoof Google play. And I don't I don't have to have, a Google account to download things out of the Google store. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's this ability to like move things around and, and shut things off. Things aren't running in the background. Things aren't tracing. A lot of people don't know that the battery life sucks on your brand new phone because every 30 seconds, your phone is pinging your location and all kinds of other information back to the manufacturer. Yep. That's how the, when uh, you walk by, you know, a taco place and then you're scrolling Facebook and tacos come taco up on your ads. Facebook. Yes, sir. Yeah. The, the, the behemoth in Android is what Google calls the, uh, the Google Play services. Um, that, that's the behemoth over in Android. Um, can you still hear me, LC? I think yeah. we dropped that on there. Okay, cool. Fantastic. I have you recording over here anyways. Um, the... You know, the, the Google Play services is, is, I used to try to develop Android apps uh, a while back. And, you know, every IPI call, API call, sorry, um, was basically just asking for, like, reach into the Google Play services and go find anything you want. Go find location, go find tracking, go find whatever. Uh, and over time, I don't know if anybody ever notices, but Google Play services now automatically updates on the in the background. You have no idea that Google Play services is updating itself. And then the even stranger part on top of that whole thing is that um, now Google Play services is mandatory to be able to run most apps. Like it needs to look for Play services. And if it's not there, it's fucked. Yes. Uh, so that's sneaking it right in there as something that was kind of obvious in the beginning. Say if you had an Android phone, maybe like 
five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like this thing runs on the hood, updates itself under the hood, and app developers and and, and like I'll see just said marketers and everybody can literally just dig in and grab as much information on you as they want. Absolutely. Uh, even even using Brave Browser and seeing how many trackers have been coming at me in like a very short amount of time, it's just like, yeah, I don't like that. No, I heard an interesting fact today for you guys on this on this topic. I, I'm a hey, I'm a purveyor of useless facts. This one just so happens to not be useless <laughs> in this particular situation. Did you know that you know how back in the day uh, you vo- your computer would get loaded up with viruses if you visited uh, an adult site? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a statistic just came out that says 90 percent of viruses that come from a website now come from religious websites. Mm. That's, Is there crazy. Logic behind that? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think it's crazy, but do you, there's a, is there some logic behind that? Yeah. the uh, I mean, in my opinion, the people who are visiting those websites are probably boomers or boomerish, not too tech savvy. <laughs> You know, they just think, oh, my phone's running a little bit slower or my computer running a little bit slower. Who cares? You know, they're probably not running antivirus software. They're probably not, you know, all these things they're probably not doing. Those are the people that have malicious intent. They're the ones they want to go after, right? They're the low-hanging fruit that you hear about all the time. The people who have yeah. their coins on an exchange. The people who have their coins in a hot wallet. It's the low-hanging fruit. Can, can you make yourself completely you know, off, out of the way, unattackable. Yeah, but it takes a hell of a lot of work. I'm not there. But can you make it harder? If I make it difficult enough and I stand in a crowd of people that are really easy to attack, I'm the last person that they're going to attempt to it. They're not going to waste their time. Right. Right? So it's Mm. just making yourself expensive, right? Unfortunately, yeah. that's one good thing that came out of that. Old, uh, it's a but, great way to put it. You know, I never thought expensive. about it that way as making yourself expensive because a lot of these companies don't want to spend the money to try to get to you, man. They have so much low-hanging fruit. It's so easy to go on and just hit everybody's mom and everybody's old man. I mean, I, I, I think about the Nigerian prince. You know what I mean? If I'm yeah. the Nigerian prince, the scammer, like I'm only targeting emails that are between the ages of 60 and 90. Absolutely. Well, to put the uh, back you know? back to the Facebook marketing thing, like you could get like a certain type of audience to click your ad for ten cents, or you could pay fifteen dollars a click and get this like it's harder to find to mm-hmm. track to find person. But most marketers, especially the ones on a budget, are going to tell you, "Fam, I'm not paying fifteen dollars a lead mm-hmm. or fifteen. I'm paying. I want to pay. Yeah, I want to pay eighty cents a lead. Yeah. Uh, and that's where that low hanging fruit comes in. So yeah. that's well said there, Elsie. LC, man, we I got this mining topic here, which we, we did talk about, but we jumped off. But you're like melting all our batteries here, our memory cards here. Nah. Like, <laughs> memory cards are good. Like, I'm good. Yeah, memory cards are good and the computer's good. So the audio is going to be a thousand percent good. But let's talk quickly. I, I, I first want you to give me your take on Compass. Everybody who listens to this show knows how the fuck I feel about Compass. Um, but I want to hear your take on that. And if you want to just transition yourself into what you got going on, uh, I, I heard your uh, recent appearance in Texas Slim's podcast. Shout out to Texas Slim. Um, and you were talking about uh, putting a one peta hash in your yard. So let, let, let's bash on Compass real quick and then let's get on that that project you got going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, the long and short of it is you it's what we've already talked about right when you're talking out of both sides of your mouth if you want to say something like 
uh, not your keys, not your coins, right? That's a catchy phrase a lot of people like to say, right? You don't hold your own keys, then it's not really yours. Um, well, let's talk about if you've never touched your ASIC, you are not mining Bitcoin. You are receiving yeah, Bitcoin for somebody else mining Bitcoin. And the danger in that uh, should be blatantly obvious, right? It's the making yourself expensive argument, right? It's mm -hmm. the, if I have an ASIC or a petahash worth of ASICs running on a residential property in a little ass town that nobody's ever heard of, who are the first people that are gonna get hit when regulations come down? The first people that are gonna get hit are these big mining companies. When they come out and say something like, uh, all right, well, you can't have a Bitcoin miner plugged in unless it's such and such efficient, right? Boom, that's a law. Guess what's gonna happen? Everything in that facility is going offline until it can comply. Hmm. That includes your machines and everybody else's machines. Now, if you've, if it, not only com Compass, I cannot stand. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're the most obvious, glowing dumpster fire when it comes to like hosting, right? I knew that was a red flag. The minute, uh, I forget if it was like June or July, but Sailor put together the mining council and yep. then all of a sudden you saw this thing pop up on your feed that said the pleb mining council. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat concept. A little bit of digging shows you that that's just a marketing tactic from Compass. Yep. So Let's talk about that. So when you start, when you do things like that, that's a huge red flag, right? You're using that word pleb to try to draw people in to get more business for you, right? You're taking people's money. You're expecting payments on time and you're not delivering the service that people are paying you for, right? And then you say things like mine Bitcoin and you don't have to give up your KYC information to mine Bitcoin. Okay, but I gotta give up my KYC information if I ever wanna sell that miner. Yeah. Right, these are things that they don't tell you off the rip. So that that is, there's so much garbage that goes along with them specifically. Hosting services as a whole, if you were in the group chats that I have somehow shitposted my way into <laughs> and saw the pictures of machines that people are getting back, it is disgusting. When you're talking about investing 10K into a machine and it comes back to you and the heat sinks are sitting in the bottom of the machine and it's filthy and it's dented and it's cracked and it's six months old, these people don't care about your machine. You're a number, you're a plug number. Yeah. You know, okay, if you're a millionaire, maybe it's not a big deal to you. But guess what? Between me and my wife, we make less than 50K a year. $10,000 is a lot of fucking money in my house. Absolutely. I'm not giving 10 grand to somebody else. This is the equivalent of, I don't see how you differentiate between a hosting service and me giving some jerk off 10 grand to trade with. It's the same thing to me. I'm trusting you with capital. And you, I'm trusting that I'm not only gonna get the capital that I've invested back, but I'm gonna get money on top of that to make the investment worthwhile. Right. Why would I do that with somebody I've never met? 
why would I trust the service that tells me that my miner is going to be online in August and now my miner is going to be online April of the next goddamn year? Yeah, man. That's not okay. That shit is not okay. And how things like we've seen historically with Bitmain specifically, you know, Bitmain was producing ASICs and running the ASICs for six months and then selling it as a brand new machine. This is the manufacturer. So do you think it's gonna be any different with uh, somebody who the only skin they have in the game is, yeah, middleman, an essential middleman. Like, yo, I'm gonna buy this bag of weed, I'm gonna smoke it for you. You know what I mean? I'll let <laughs> I'll you know sure how it good. is. Yeah, yeah, I just gotta make yeah, sure it's yeah, good. Yeah. You end up I'm with crumbs you, for I'm gonna leave you bucks. a spliff. Yeah. Take point twenty man, off the top, baby. I come on, you, that's how you stretch it, man. Come I, on. I, I was one of the uh, uh, the South Carolina right shutdowns. Now I, I didn't wait till this year. I was on in November of last year, so I, I had like I guess the nicer three month delay, not the whatever everybody else is going through. But uh, to me. And I, you know, I'm on record ranting about this a bunch of times. To me, it's like I could put up with you much further if you just treat me like a human being, right? Like, I, like I get it. Like, and I agree with you 100%. It's not my minor. It's not all the. I get it. It's more of an investment. Um, but their customer service was such a debacle, such a debacle, that it just made me get the like, yeah, I don't even want to give y'all the benefit of the doubt. Like, y'all just fucking suck. And then. The down the downslide happened where more people started being vocal about this and more shit started happening. And I don't know if I got this from from one of your shares, LC, or somebody else, but there's somebody who went to the Houston Bitcoin meetup and was basically like, like somebody from Compass was coming up to him like, hey, do you have anybody who can get all our facilities back up to compliance? Yep. Right. Because if we don't do something quick, you know, our customers are gonna have very long delays and. According to this post, I know this is the internet, all of their facilities are not compliant. Not a few of them, not the ones in Canada, blah, 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 blah. So to me it's like, and then you go back on Twitter and then you see, hey, mine at home, where everything is all fine and dandy, y'all. Let's, you know, mine together. And to me, especially when we were talking about LARPing earlier in this episode, you guys are complete pieces of fucking shit for even trying to act like nobody can notice this is happening. Yeah, it's LARPing like, as, a, as a pleb. I'm cool with like a, in a, a company stumbling, right? Like, oh shit, man, damn, we're gonna learn from this one, we're gonna get better. I, I don't see that happening with y'all. Y'all just are the only dudes on the block and you have a lot of people suckered. I guess I was suckered when I joined y'all um, and I'm willing to take that shot, but never the fuck again. Never the fuck again. And all that feeling stems from y'all just treating me like shit. There's like yeah, there's etiquette. Yeah. Okay. I I've been a business owner for a decade. Okay. Respects. Shit goes wrong. I 100% more than most understand that shit almost never goes to plan. Mm -hmm. But transparency is everything. Thank you. Everything. And and the morality of it and the the having some decent character, right? Don't post that my shit is not going online for another three months and then four hours later, post a picture of you somewhere tropical riding a fucking four wheel. Word. Don't do it, because you look like an asshole. 
because you're riding a four-wheeler <laughs> that I fucking paid for. As you guys talk about this, I'm just seeing scenes of like Fire Festival and, and content like that. It's like... 100%. Uh, <laughs> the thing that most like, people don't know is that Compass doesn't give a fuck about plebs. Compass's end goal is not plebs. Compass's end goal is to be some fucking big shot where big institutions are paying oh, money to have them host minors. They don't give a shit about plebs. They're standing on plebs' backs to build a name for themselves so that they have some legitimacy to a company that is looking at them currently and saying, no fucking way are we giving you money. Bingo. Facts. Bingo. That's and how I haven't said that anywhere else, and that ain't bullshit. That is from, from a very good source that has that kind of information. We got the the, the talking and bits exclusive I mean, uh, on the bu- yeah on the business end. It's like you have to sell enough units before bigger venture capital can take you on, and that's what it sounds like they're trying to do. Uh, from from that perspective, I'm a bit tired of like companies leading. The- You're right on the number standpoint, but you know, listen, I've, I have plenty of examples of companies that are doing it the right way and are still successful. So yeah. I have no sympathy for y'all trying to get numbers. I have no sympathy for y'all trying to get a Series A. Fun- I, I don't give you give two shits. Uh, I, and I want to get more on your project and fuck this, but um, hold on, hold on. I, 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 I got 48 more <laughs> cents on that, real quick. Cool. <laughs> Let me hit you with one, and then you could drop your 48. Right. I, 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 my recent experience with them, it took them 11 days. I counted 11 days to pay my invoice, and it got to the last day of it being interrupted, and I had to escalate three different tickets just for you to take my money. Ugh. I'm giving you money. Mm-hmm. So my shit that I'm already upset that is with you does not get interrupted, and y'all can't even take my money. But go ahead, Elsa. You could drop your forty-eight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing that they don't realize is that there will be hosting services that come along, right? You could take this to the bank, right? I'll put my name on this. There is, there will be hosting services that come along that are run by plebs that are small scale by people who give a shit about what they are putting their hands on. And they will make the companies like this obsolete. They will. Because when you see pictures of pallets of miners that are treated like dog shit, and you can turn around and go to a different company and maybe pay one cent more a kilowatt hour. And easy, easy switch. And those machines are taken care of like they're their own. It's a no brainer. It's going to happen. And especially with the chip shortage bullshit that you see going on, these big hosting services are going to piss through miners faster than they can replace them. Right. That's why you've Mm. seen this ridiculous, you know, skyrocket of the price of miners. They're just starting to come down just a tiny bit. We went, we made a 50% retraction in price. And the price of miners didn't move an inch. Mm, good call up. So when these guys are just ripping through these miners and treating them like dog shit, they're gonna they're gonna create a supply squeeze. And when that happens, it's gonna be, well, you know, get your pre-order now for when they become available. That, that shit ain't going to fly. People are already tired of it. People are already calling it out. When a better option comes along where you know it's somebody that has a good reputation 
my thing when it comes to, to business, right? I, I was talking about with the meme guys the other day about doing a group coin joint, right? Where we were all talking about like doing a coin joint as like a group of dudes, right? Yep. And we were like, oh, well, you know, who's gonna have access to the wallet that has all the money sent to it? And I look at situations like that the same way that I look at like the hosting thing, right? I trust somebody. I have a degree of trust for somebody who has more to lose than to gain by fucking me over. Hmm. Right. So if you say have a reputation in Bitcoin, right, you have a really good reputation in Bitcoin and you're proud of that good reputation and you care when people say something negative about you, right? And you go out of your way to make sure that what's negative is said about you is set right. I know that you have way more to lose than to gain by screwing me over. This cannot be said for big outfits. You know what big outfits do? I'm gonna tell you what big outfits do because the dude from Compass did it to me. They say, <laughs> stay salty, Anon, and then they block you. That's what they do. <laughs> Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> so I'll, some... I'll leave the rant at that because I said I wasn't gonna rant. I ranted anyway. But yeah, nah, <laughs> it's 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 real, man. It's like like I appreciate that. Um, but I want to transition that passion transitions into the project that you got going on in New York. All right. Yeah. Can this... we break down like how many? What was that? you said? The pH. Uh, one petahash. Go ahead. Yeah. LC, break, ex- break explain this process. What, what is that in in terahash and in the rest of the process? Uh. Okay. Um, so a petahash is a thousand terahash. Sweet. Um, I have several projects going, uh, several I'm dipping my toe into. Uh, I started selling ASICs. Mm, Um, me and my wife created an LLC. Um, you know, we started selling ASICs. Uh, you know, we, we saw uh, an opportunity for things that weren't being fulfilled. Um, you know, my, my man, my main man, when it comes to buying any Bitcoin hardware is Nick over at Kaboom Racks. Uh, Nick. He is a good dude. He is solid. He'll go out of his way to make it right. Um, you know, we've become, you know, good friends, uh, but he is about as honest a bit a businessman as you can go about as honest a salesman as you can come across um i can vouch for that yep so you know but the thing the thing that people some people don't know is you know i i, I was hearing a lot people would reach out to me because i talk openly about home mining people would reach out to me and say like uh oh you know i reached out to nick and, and he hasn't gotten back to me um you know a lot of people don't realize he has like sixteen thousand unread messages on telegram 16,000. I bet. Yeah, yeah. No. So, you know, me and my wife were talking about it and we saw this thing that like, you know, we can we can create this bridge. Right? Like we were talking about earlier, this bridge between, you know, he does a lot of big business and you know, home mining is is important to him and, and it's good marketing for him. Uh but if I can facilitate ple- getting miners into the hands of plebs, you know, I was inspired by Hoddle Tarantula plugged me in with him way back in the day, right? Yep. So the man. If, if Tarantula can plug me in like that, like me and my wife decided to set up this business where like, you know, we can facilitate getting miners into the hands of plebs that might not be able to get an answer from reputable sources. So they seek out a little more seedy sources and, and run a chance of getting screwed over. Um, 
you know, so we, we started doing that. Um, home mining. I mean, it's, it's a rabbit hole all its own, you know, it, it's probably one of the most addicting things you can get into. If you think stacking sats is addictive, try mining them. Try looking at terahash count on your dash. I about to say stacking hashes. Oh. <laughs> I like that. Stacking hashes, bro. That's that's a powerful thing for sure, especially when it's like, you know, the faucet is just like every now and then it's like even on your lowest, you're stacking. Oh, you have unconsciously. to. Unconsciously. You have yeah, to. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, so I started building this mine uh, in my yard. Um, I'm big on, you know, you we've talked a bit and you know, you've heard me other places, but I'm really big on like the sovereignty aspect of Bitcoin. Yep. Uh, it's probably my main pursuit. Um, I'll probably get shit for that, but <laughs> um, it's probably my main pursuit and I'm not perfect. You know, there, there's a lot of things I do that are not sovereign. Um, but you know, forward progress is what's important. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I have the, you know, I take that into all aspects, right? So me and my wife and our kids, like we, we have a homestead, right? And, uh, you know, it's, it's not this big sprawling ranch. It's not all these things, but it's just like this little piece of land that's ours, right? And we like, we garden, we raise some animals, we teach our boys to like, you know, try to be self-sufficient and don't think that food only comes from stop and shop. And, uh, you know, that, the way that happens when you don't have money is you make use of everything that's available to you and everything you can get your hands on. And, uh, you know, my, my, my grandfather used to call it farming hard. Um, it's, it's making it work by any means necessary, you know? And, uh, I had an opportunity to acquire a building that, uh, is actually, uh, a maintenance hut for a cell phone tower. Uh, I don't know if any, you know, most people probably yep. haven't seen one. Yeah. Uh, but they, it's essentially a, ser a standalone server room, right? Uh, what runs the cell phone towers is servers. Uh, it has, a massive one, right? Yeah. It has yeah. large refrigeration units on the outside of it to keep the servers cool all year long. Uh, right. It's completely waterproof. It's wrapped in fiberglass top to bottom. Uh, it's very rugged because they're built to go on the side of mountains where nobody's ever going to go out to them. Um, and the town that I live in just so happened to be throwing one away. Mm. And uh, I started sitting there and I was like, hey, what are you doing with that? And they're like, oh, we're going to smash it up and throw it out. And I was like, the fuck you are. <laughs> I'm going to call my boy and we're going to figure out how to get that building, you know, from there to my house. <laughs> and uh, like it took some time and it took took some like some wagering and you know me buying a couple of six packs and but you know I, they ended up dropping this building in my yard and uh you know again i'm not i b don't believe in coincidences and you know this thing that's built to host a server ends up in my yard mm. uh you know and I, I had two two of the meme guys i'm not gonna dox anybody's name because I, I haven't been told that you know whether or not they really want it public but two of the meme guys um, I don't have money, right? But I have space and I had a building and I have the know-how to build something out. And, uh, you know, they went halves on 
a lot of miners. Like they bought 20 miners. Yep. And they had them shipped to my house. <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> you know, you should build that mine. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's fill it. And, uh, so I've been like, you know, I've been building it slowly and now the ground's frozen. So I'm like waiting to get this trench dug to get, I got to get a new meter brought in like separate for the mine. Um, but it's, it's like anything else, man, it's a rabbit hole. And, and you know, this, this brainchild of, of the three of us came about in probably September. Uh, and it's still not online. Um, but you know, there's been open communication between the three of us, right? Like we have a group chat and I update them when something changes and I update them on what I'm doing and where I'm at and what's going on. And, you know, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, I cannot believe that these guys haven't like hunted me down. You know what I mean? I got like this, <laughs> this, this pit in my stomach. Cause I don't like, I, I'm a firm believer that it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and one fuck up to ruin it. For sure. That's a fact. So I got this pit in my stomach because I don't like, like, you know, telling them that, like, this is what's going to happen. And, like, it's still not being online is, like, it's fucking me up. Um, yeah, but, but like you said a little while ago, though, transparency, man. You're just being transparent. They respect that, man. Exactly. So we, yeah. we I'm actually sitting right next to the the pile of miners that like if I was the kind of person mm. that turned my camera on, I'd show it to you. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> like the humble it. brag, ah. This is <laughs> like five hundred K just here, you know. <laughs> just sitting around doing nothing, collecting some dust right now. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, you know, it's right here and like it's it's addicting and like I you know, as I've been like waiting to get them online, um you know, some other opportunities have presented themselves for like places that may have cheaper power. I got absolutely ass fucked by my power provider. Um, they like, they raised my rates three times in three months. Um, and then told me they wouldn't even negotiate kilowatt hour price for the mine until I paid to have the meter put in, which is $2,500 just to get them to drop a meter. Um, insane so i mean it's a big you got to be resilient in this game when it comes to bitcoin when it comes to home mining you got to be able to adapt on the fly right the the defeated you know and, and these this is not me this is my what my wife told me when i told her i feel like shit and i got this pit in my stomach about not having this mine online right she's like mm -hmm. baby what we're doing the establishment doesn't want to happen so of course it's not going to be easy. But what separates the men from the boys is the person that pushes through and perseveres and finds a way. Right? The original idea we had was to to build this mine in the yard. But you know, we're going to get that meter dropped if I can't get a decent kilowatt an hour price, I need to be already before I get to that point, I already need to be looking at option B and option C of how I can make this happen. Right. I can't put all my eggs in one basket the same way I don't have all my sats in one wallet address. Right? <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't do that. That, that exposes that my, my attack surface is huge when all my shit is in one place. So if I'm not looking 
two or three other places and trying to make relationships and trying to figure out, hey, like there's some cheap power over here. How can I make that work? Like there's some cheap power over here. How can I make that work? Being vocal about, hey, you know, I'm in the market or looking for things like that, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like it, it's like anything else, man. You, <laughs> it is as easy. I don't want to scare anybody off. Right. And, and I don't want to just like, I don't want to talk a bunch of shit and I don't, I don't want to scare people off. So it is as easy if you buy something like an S9, it is as easy as buying the miner, plugging the ethernet into it, plugging it into the wall and setting up, you know, an account on a pool and you're mining Bitcoin. It, it really is that easy, but it's like any other rabbit hole in Bitcoin. Because at some point that's not enough for you, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Wait, wait, gems just dropping straight left and right gems, man. I didn't know you weren't up and running yet, so I thought you were already up and running. But like that just makes it sound like an even better passion project. It's gonna be so satisfying when you actually hear those things fire up. Yeah, I was maxing out like my my panel and my my wife. Fucking, I cannot yeah. believe I'm still married. <laughs> nah, it sounds like you got somebody who's supporting you, especially in the mining thing. I mean. The 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 where and all to like understand mining and understand that you're doing something positive here it's, it's just fantastic. It's rare too, by the way. Yeah, it's so. Listen, you gotta you gotta adapt and you gotta like. I mean, take a move. Yeah, you gotta have somebody in your corner, whether it's a friend or a spouse. Like, you gotta have somebody in your corner that believes in you, and, and that wants to like really push forward no matter what you're doing. But you know, with mining, like. Mining is is a rabbit hole all its own, and it's it's addicting. Like stacking that hash is addicting, right? You you want to get that hash number up, and you know I tested all these ASICs when they got here, so I'd plug one in, right? Like I I, I wire nutted my my uh, <laughs> my dryer plug, right, to like create a plug to like test these things, and like I plug it in and I get it hashing, and I'm just watching the hash grow on the dashboard. You know what I mean? Then I got to unplug it, and I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you'll be uh, if you can see it, like, well, the camera's off, but you can see where like this my my S19 is plugged into the like the fuse box. It's just raw. It's just right (laughs) into the box. It's not like pretty or fancy. Like we hide the wire behind like the foaming when we're shooting and stuff. It's raw, but yeah, it's it's yeah. Watching the dashboard is just satisfying for sure. It's a different type of addiction. And there's something about it like that. I want to say like. I don't think there's really anything in Bitcoin that really aligns more with like the original ethos of Bitcoin than home mining. That's true. You know, a lot of people don't realize that like back in the day, nodes and miners were the same thing. Because you could just mine on your computer, right? When when the white paper came out, like it was the Satoshi used the words interchangeably because they were the same thing. So acquiring bitcoin in that fashion is as like in my mind it's like as cypherpunk as you can get as like as as true to the bitcoin ethos as it is like it was never intended to be centralized yeah to like be something that you had to ask somebody else permission to acquire Mm -hmm. it was supposed to fix that Mm -hmm. and i say that clearly it was supposed to to fix that yeah the bitcoin fixes this shit it gets so overused and fucking annoying to be quite frank mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
You know, like Bitcoin on its own doesn't just fix this. Bitcoin takes innovation and people working and people just as passionate as I am about like home mining, right? It takes people that are just as passionate about all these different aspects of Bitcoin to make Bitcoin do what it's supposed to do. You're the the per, the people that want to stop it for, you know, quote unquote the enemy is constantly evolving trying to figure out how to get at this thing. Oh yeah. This thing can't stay static. It needs to be doing the same thing. It needs to be constantly implementing these tools and these ways to get around what they're trying to do to it. You know, the, uh, as much as Michael Saylor, you know, great, awesome public company, bought Bitcoin, hooray, hooray, hooray. Uh, you know, all your Bitcoin's on Coinbase. <laughs> in one single SIG wallet address. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's another conversation we have all the time. <laughs> I, I, it's a It's a shady thing. I don't know. It's... I guess it's good to, if you're interested in number, go up, but it's bad if you're interested in freedom and sovereignty. So it's, people kind of got to like balance that back and forth. Yeah, people forget, man. People forget this. This isn't about number go up. Like what what Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is not about, and I don't want to hear the bullshit of like, oh, Bitcoin is to each person what Bitcoin is to each person. Fuck you. No, it's not. (laughs) Like Bitcoin yeah, is no, about but, but come on, fam. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna buy a house with my Bitcoin. What are you talking about? Fuck Sorry, out of, yeah, all right, <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna trade it all in in like five years, man, and go get my uh, my Corvette and my uh, you know. But bro, my, my you hey, don't, don't don't be hating on Corvettes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't want to hate on Corvettes, even but, though they're just fiberglass. But yeah. oh, <laughs> things are gonna blow up instantly and melt. But no, no, no. I, I don't know shit about cars. I'm fucking around. But bro, you were KYC to birth. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. stop it. Come on. Come on. That's got to be the socials. most mouth breather take I've seen in a minute. Well, you had two socials? I had two socials. How does that work? Hit me before so, we go. So <laughs> I, I was premature. So they gave me one at birth, and they gave me one a year later when I came out the ICU. So essentially, I had two identities. And when I went to get my license at 16, that had to get rectified at Social Security. But man, that would have been the, That could have been it, the advantage you know? <laughs> right there. You got one social as a nymph. That's epic. <laughs> My, one of my Your kids don't have a social? No. Oh, interesting. So no no hospitals, no none of that stuff. No, they went to the hospital, but a lot of people don't know okay. your your social isn't given to you in the hospital. Your social is given mm. to you. You have to apply for it when you go home from the hospital. Interesting. Uh, and they send out a social for your kid. Um the first one was laziness, the second one was intentional. Uh but yeah, my my two my two youngest don't don't have socials. Off the grid, baby. Off the grid, grid, off grid. The... It can be rectified <laughs> later on if they want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're not going to be penalized later on the for grid, it. Grid, grid, but if grid. it all That's goes to shit like I think it's going to go to, they'll be re- mighty no fucking grateful that they don't end up on, you know, they're not already on a list. Yeah, I, I wish I could go back and switch that. I didn't know that. I kind of just went along with the punches and let the lady take care of that. But okay. They don't even give you a legal, a legally binding birth certificate at the hospital. They give you yeah, a birth like a abs- yeah. yeah, they give you some birth abstract with feet prints on it that doesn't mean dick in a court of law. Here's a here's a piece yeah, of paper. Industry. Yeah, some bullshit. Some shit that doesn't mean anything. Be distracted by the feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh but this, yeah, listen, we could go forever on this. LC. This is, good. This is fantastic. Uh please let the listeners know where to find you or where not to find you, depending on how deep you want to go. Uh <laughs> and how they can hear more of your love and your and your wisdom here, man. Yeah, I don't know about wisdom, man. I'm mostly just a uh 
I don't like you when you say that, man, because you just lived up to what you said earlier in this show where you were telling me or you were telling us, to be very clear, that memers are usually the smartest people in the room. And I think you proved that to be true here uh, in in this whole few hours that we've been talking. You you came on and you started talking about memeing and you just went into some gems, dude. You just started dropping some knowledge here. So I don't want you to be humble here, but please let the listeners know where they can get that love. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I'm... I'm on Twitter at, uh, at LC underscore hodl two. Um, my podcast is the Bitcoin. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> my podcast is the blue collar plebcast. Um, it's everywhere. Uh, all the 2.0 apps, Spotify, all the everywhere. YouTube, uh, we're hosted from bitcointv.com now, uh, which Odell was, you know, kind enough to reach out and help me set up. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of give like a really quick final thought. I don't, I, you know, I'm not trying to hold you up or nothing, but do you think, sir? You know, stage is yours. It's really important. You know, a lot of too many people think I don't know enough about a topic to talk about it. Um, talk about that topic with people who ask you questions about it. If you have the information to answer the question, answer it build your network in a way that if somebody comes to you with a question and you don't have the answer, you can connect them with somebody who does. That's huge. Even if you don't have any information at all, if you have a fantastic network of really knowledgeable people, when people come to you and ask you a question, you can point them in the direction of where they can get the correct answer. That's huge. That, every, everybody can do that. Everybody can do that. Look for signal, follow the signal. When people ask you questions you don't have the answer to, point them in the direction of what you know is signal so they don't end up on MasterCard rails trying to get on zero. Yeah, yeah. In the smallest ways and in the biggest ways, for sure. Yeah. I'll see, man. Once again, you, you kind of just did my call to actions for me because we're on the same exact thing. Go check us out on Bitcoin TV for all this beautiful footage, even though LC just melted our our battery span here. (laughs) And uh, go check us out on all the 2.0 apps. Uh, I like to use Breeze. I like to use Fountain. Those are two of the ones that I like to go to, but you guys can check it out in any way, shape, or form. And then the follow-up stuff is you can check us out on YouTube. Eh. And you can go check us out on all the Spotify's and all that. Meh. That's up to y'all. <laughs> Get this value. LC, once again, thanks again. Appreciate you, Ben. Appreciate you being always here good, as bro. always, man. Talk to you guys next week. Peace out, y'all. All opinions expressed by Jose and Ben or any of the guests on this show are solely their opinion and their opinion alone. Their opinions do not reflect the opinions of any other sponsors or other parties involved in the recording of this show.
do not treat any opinion expressed by Jose and Ben as a specific endorsement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Their expressions of their opinion on this show is purely for informational purposes.